I know this isn't a full episode, but I'm going to give it a cold opening anyway. I watched over a day's worth of television so that you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Because on this episode of Moving Panels, we discuss the Swamp Thing television shows. But this is really a one-shot, so Chad is with me. We're going to have a nerdy conversation about both the 1990, uh, which is, again, what I watch, 72 ep- 30-minute episodes, really like 23 <laughs> minutes without the commercials, but 72 episodes of that uh, wonderful show from the early 1990s. And then uh, we'll go into the the short, much shorter. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, 20, yeah. 2019 Swamp Thing that, um, yeah, only has 10 episodes, but we'll get into that. So, so yeah, we're in our uh, March Madness, our March through uh, Swamp Thing and everything TV and movie related uh, when it comes to Swamp Thing, or mainly Swamp Thing. Uh, we're not getting into like the Justice League Dark animated series or his couple of appearances on Justice League Action, that short little cartoon. Mm-hmm. But if you are of a certain age, the age that Chad and I am, you remember <laughs> watching the 1990 Swamp Thing on television. Yeah, uh, I remember it being uh, pretty good, but I, I think we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. We remember a lot of things a lot a lot more favorable than we find out they actually were. Yeah. Yeah. So Swamp Thing, this was a... This was a television show that aired on the USA Network early in its days. Cable television became a thing in the mid to late 80s. And USA Network, I didn't look up when they actually officially started, but I know this was right at the the beginning of cable TV and just having to fill stuff. And uh, USA wanted to do an original series, and they came up with Swamp Thing. Uh, it aired from July 27th of 1990 all the way to May 1st of 1993. Three seasons. Shockingly, yeah. It's amazing <laughs> this thing lasted three seasons. Oh, man. Uh, season number one was 22 episodes, and it's actually split into two parts. They had like the first, I think it was 12 episodes, then they had a gap. And then they finished with the remaining you mean, uh, 10. You mean there was a possibility that they stopped with only 12 episodes of the show? So, so. Y- <laughs> well, what it was, and we'll get into this probably a little bit more, but what it was, was it was a retooling of the show because they decided instead of going for the aiming at the kids, mm-hmm. this is what the first like 11, 12 episodes are. Right. They wanted to make more towards the Older teens and the adult. I mean, they put the show on at ten thirty at night. Right. 
Well, then season two only had 11 episodes. And then season three had 39. (laughs) Yeah. There are 39 Uh, episodes in season three. So, um, I know you already talked about this with with Tim, but it's a continuation of the Wes Craven movie. So when they retooled it... Right, right. Ish. So when they retooled it, was it to get... Was the attempt to get back toward that or, you know, that whole thing or, or well, how'd it go? I know, I know that part of it from what I've, I've read was that it just wasn't, it wasn't really clicking with audiences Re- to try really? to go for the, yeah, <laughs> to try to go for the more kid oriented version, which is always, it's, it's always been a thing with me when it, when it comes to Swamp Thing. Because, you know, I mentioned he's on that Justice League action. Okay, you see this character on this, you know, Cartoon Network series, and you say to yourself, uh, if you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want to know who Swamp Thing is. You read those comic books, they're they're going to they're gonna mess, <laughs> mess you up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, um, I, uh, you know, I've always liked the anti-hero a little bit, so uh, Swamp, I gravitated towards Swamp Thing as... I don't know, probably middle school time frame, which was perfect because the entire run of, of, uh, why, of, why am I drawing a blank? Good grief. Alan, Alan, uh, yeah, there we go. Good grief. The only, the most famous comic book writer of all time. Uh, but Alan Moore's run was already out. This was before he was famous. Like he was, he was brand new when he did. This was before Watchmen. This was, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so you had the, the the Alan Moore run, and it was getting really, really good. But yeah, he is not uh, kid friendly. Oh no. Um, but but that's what makes him so interesting, in my opinion. The the whole conundrum of, you know, what what is a plant's ethic, and so yeah. you kind of have to if deal with that whole think. thing. And yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, now uh, I mentioned this um, in one of the previous episodes that it may have been the Swamp Thing episode with Tim. That uh, when Alan Moore made his first Swamp Thing comic, he said, "You know, I we're not going to even worry about the comic code. Like this is going to be an adult right. comic." And so yeah. it was one of the first comics uh, since the comic code. I think it yeah. was. I think it was the first yeah. that they they just said we're not even going to yeah. care if we get uh, the the stamp on it or not. Yeah, but but. And of course, it it plays a little bit into this series. Um, I will say the Alan Moore probably had more influence on the 2019, so we'll get into that a little bit a little bit yeah, later. Yeah. But I did find it interesting going back to it being on USA. This was USA Network's top rated show. Wow, that's <laughs> so. So here's the question: Do, Is that a a high point for Swamp Thing? Or if you know what these shows are like, does that mean? Well, what else was on USA Network? Yeah, that was that's exactly kind of where my mind went. Was what else was on at this time period? Because you didn't the have the the first. Yeah, uh, yeah. you didn't have uh, the Flash yet. Uh, you know some of those other comic book uh, shows that came on in the later nineties. So you you don't really have anything to compare it to in that sense. But man, I mean, even going back to the movie, that ju- it's so bad. Like <laughs> even time period wise, it's so bad. And so I, I the whole thing it confuses me about the early 90s TV run because who watched that movie and went, 
we should do a continuation TV show of this. Well, they made the sequel it first, looks, though. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is true. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it looks like a low-budget A-team. Hey, don't and down it was A-team. a feature film. <laughs> it was a feature yeah. film from a from a known director. Yeah. You know, it, the whole thing, you just watch it, it's so bad. I think the uh, there, there's like a couple of good moments in it. When Alan Holland catches on fire, yes. like it, when the a, liquid explodes yeah, on him, and I talked he about is, that. he is on fire it's on fire. It's a 28 <laughs> second burn, which is extremely and, long. And a like, and like an a thousand percent burn. Oh, yeah. There's he's, not just like he's a lit. patch. <laughs> he's lit. That dude is head to toe yeah. on fire. There's just a wall of flame <laughs> running from that door to the swamp. <laughs> But anyways, so uh, so that guy's probably not with us anymore. That stuntman has perished a long time ago, I'm sure. So, like, you, <laughs> so because of the way we're recording, you probably haven't heard the Tim, uh, me and Tim talk on the episode yet. Do you know that the same... Uh, Tim, Tim, crack this. Again, leave it to the 80s guy to, to give me uh, information about an 80s movie. When you see Freddy Krueger burning in the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie, same uh-huh. stuntman. Oh, wow. So Wes yeah, Craven, yeah, Wes Craven <laughs> saw him do this and went, I'm right. going to use you again. <laughs> this guy is not afraid yeah. of anything. So <laughs> nice. But yeah, I mean, just, just, it, it baffles me that somebody watched that movie and then went, we should make a TV show out of this. Cause even in my opinion, uh, you know, Tim would definitely be the one to, to ask this question to, but in my opinion, even compared to other movies at the same time, it's bad. It was a like, rubber suit creature feature. Oh my gosh. Well, and he said that's part of what he was trying to do was like he was kind of homaging the, the whole, Black you know, fifties B movie stuff. And uh but he did it too well, in my opinion. Like he just made a bad movie instead of uh, you know, taking the cool things of those movies that make them cult classics and may, and, you know, honoring that and maybe adding something new, Wes Craven just did it a little too well. And so now you, you know, it'd be like if we tried to, to do one today, you know, in high def, it just doesn't work because all the flaws are, are a little too on the nose. So anyways, but yeah, it's just confusing to me that the, the 90s TV show was made in the first place. I did not, however, know the whole thing about the the disparity in episodes between the second and third season. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> but the, the other thing that gets me about the 90s show is um, I did not watch all 72 episodes like you did, but even just the few that I perused uh, because I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Otherwise they're totally encapsulated episodes. Yes. There's no real build on anything. Yeah. So, I mean, you, it's almost like you wouldn't notice that one season had, what was it, twelve episodes yeah. or eleven episodes, no, you and don't. Then the next There's, season yeah. has thirty nine. Like, yeah, and honestly, when you're watching it, so now I I do own them on DVD, uh, but they also are also on Tubi. In fact, hmm. in fact, as we have found out, all of these Swamp Things are on Tubi. The first movie, the second <laughs> movie, the cartoon, the television show, nice. everything but the 2019. They're all on Tubi. Right. But on Tubi, they are in the order that they aired. The DVD put them in the correct chronological order of the story. Uh, right. Even though there's, like you're saying, there's not much of a story. Yeah, there's not but really But there a are plot. little little side things that when you're watching it out of order on Tubi, you're going, 
okay, but I thought this person was here, and I thought that this happened <laughs> to this person, and hey. I haven't seen that guy in like 12 episodes. Like all of a sudden somebody came back. So yeah. Now here's the other thing. You, you said you saw uh, a couple of episodes. Did you notice? I mean, clearly it, you may not be familiar, but were you aware that it was filmed on Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida? No. Yes. No, I didn't know It that. was filmed at Universal Studios, like right brand new, early 90s. So yeah, yeah. Just had opened. Universal Studios, That's Orlando, hilarious. Florida. And if you had been there in the early 90s, there's a lot of little pieces that you go, wait, I recognize that. <laughs> For instance, That's funny. there's a boat that explodes like three different times on this show. It's the same yeah. boat that is exploding. <laughs> it has the same horrible effect of it explodes and then just splits in half. And I went, <laughs> that's the boat from the Jaws ride. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. I did not pay attention to that. Yeah, very. Yeah. Wow. Random tidbit that I have here in my notes. The show, you talked about who, who? The show was developed by the same guy who wrote the movie Psycho. Really? Yeah. That's very surprising. I mean, I don't know. I could definitely see that guy's brain reading the, the comic book and realizing the genius there. And going, this needs to be on another medium. Unfortunately, it didn't. Uh, it was maybe, I don't know, 20 years ahead of its time. Please tell me he didn't write any episodes, though. That would be uh, kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do a little, while we're talking, do a little internet research to find that, that would, one out. That would hurt. Um, but yeah, but he, <laughs> he, now again, he developed it for television. That, that right. was my so note. he probably sold it to USA. Uh, oh, uh, oh, nope. He wrote two episodes. He wrote the first episode, okay, The Emerald Heart, and then he wrote, oh my dear lord, he wrote this episode. He wrote the episode Falco, which was this one about this. I'm let me make sure I'm I'm remembering this is the right episode because I didn't really pay attention to episode titles, names. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the story for three other episodes, but he he was the actual writer of um, those two episodes. Was Falco the one I was thinking about? Uh, yes. So Falco is the one where there's an assassin who's going after Arcane, and he's got his arm in a sling the entire episode, and you know he's trying to attack uh, Arcane, trying to kill Arcane, and then when Swamp Thing tries to find out why he's doing it and all that, the guy removes his sling to uncover that his other arm is a giant bird wing, <laughs> and he he said, "Oh no, you know he, you're a." A failed attempt at, you know, one of his monster creations. Mugen, yeah. No, no. No, no, no. He was a bird that oh. Arcane turned into a man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, he was a... I feel like... Hold up. I feel I, like post-Psycho, he, he just maybe read a little too much Island of Dr. Moreau while doing some acid. Like... I, <laughs> I, I know we're an audio podcast, but I am going to show Chad a picture <laughs> here of this guy with his with his bird arm. Oh, this is Whoops. amazing! Yeah, there you go, right there. This big, <laughs> just his big bird arm. All right. Yeah, and then Swamp Thing just kind of you know talks him into not being evil anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
he saves the little kid from drowning and then he just walks away. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Cue, cue the lonely man. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The show just to me, it probably is actually better than I'm making it out to be. It's not. So my bias, <laughs> though, is the comics are so good. Yes. Like, when you talk to people who love comic books, and I don't just mean, you know, love Batman or, you know, that kind of thing, but love comic books, Swamp Thing is is really an interesting book. And he, there's so, especially Alan Moore Ford. Mm. Like, pre-Alan Moore, it's interesting, and there's some potential there, but, you know, he's just kind of this second-tier monster that, yeah. you know, a guy who... Goes issue to issue with, and it and it's it leans a little too much into the Hulk. You know, you you just have a scientist who has a failed experiment kind of thing. When Alan Moore takes over and he kills the scientist and makes it this entirely different thing, where now it's a plant that absorbed the memories of a human and that sort of it changed the paradigm altogether. Now it's just a monster, like. And, and you have this whole canon of stuff where he gets to wrestle with, what does that mean? Like, where does his allegiance really lie in? Yes. And he, he has all these human memories that make him want to you know, see eye to eye with humanity, but he's wrestling constantly with, is that even real? Like, I, I have no allegiance to humanity. And so it's just super, super interesting. And he's arguably top, three four most powerful characters in in dc and totally gets overlooked like he is a planetary threat kind of guy like people forget that he could in theory make all plant life rise up (laughs) and you know overthrow mankind or something at at whim he fights superman uh to a draw you know he he cons batman which is one of my favorite swamp thing deal he he goes in and tells batman basically i'm obviously condensing this hugely but yeah. he tells batman that he can bring we are his talking parents like back. 50 years of comics here so yeah yeah he, he goes and tells batman he can bring his parents back because no one really dies they're all part of like the life cycle and then batman does his portion of the deal they and you know they go and and save the day and then batman's like what about my parents as swamp thing just deteriorates straight into the ground he's like i mean totally ghosts him like it's just i'm out and so (laughs) he's pretty cold-blooded well and they uh, play with some of these thoughts in this show you can definitely tell oh by this time they went okay there's now this alan moore version and so in this show you not only they do hold on to that he is alec holland in fact they call everybody calls him either dr holland or they call him alec uh, you know, he's never called Swamp Thing. You know, Arcane's always calling him Holland. Uh, the, the As mom, bad guys do. Yeah, the mom and the kid always call him Alec. And so they do hold on to that. But at the same time, they do kind of a version of the green, quote unquote, the green, mm-hmm. to where the swamp is its own entity. And he talks right. about that he... Uh, he must obey the laws of the swamp, and the swamp does this, and the swamp does that. 
You know, he's, right. he's always referring to that, but he's also, you talk about the power, the power he shows in the show, which I'm just going to go ahead and say, he always has the power he needs when he needs it. Um, but, and that includes being able to control the weather, which he does. <laughs> um, that includes being able to ha- allow someone to time travel. Yeah, which they do as well. So yeah, uh, it's it's weird his power set in the the ninety show. Well, to be fair, in the books, I don't remember time travel per se, but he can cast his consciousness into uh, the other dimensions, the other Earths. Mm-hmm. He saves himself at least during Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, I'm pretty sure. He saves himself by casting his consciousness into a different world. Yes. So that he, uh, you know, can can survive. So base, but like that's his thing. And what makes him virtually infinitely powerful is, I mean, I guess he has a finite thing on barren worlds. That's pretty much it. But any world in any universe that has plant life, boop, swamp thing can pop up there <laughs> and and start over. So. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting and powerful character. But uh, yeah, I don't know about time travel. Isn't it also in the TV shows or in the, you know, the nineties TV show where he has the power to, uh, uh, like bring people back to life. He has that. He has that in all of them in the, the original 82 movie. He does that yeah. to both, to both Adrian Barbeau's character and he does mm-hmm. it to the little boy. He brings both of them yeah, back from that, the yeah. dead. And then in yeah. the third movie, he does it, or the third movie. Then in the second movie, he does it with uh, with Abby Arcane, with Heather Locklear. Okay. He brings her back from the dead. But then, yeah, in this show, he, he's constantly bringing people back from the dead. <laughs> and then there's, there's, of course, the episode where Arcane, they, I think this is when season three officially starts. They all of a sudden give this storyline to Arcane where they give him the Mr. Freeze storyline where he has a wife that had fallen the, ill and he's got her cryogenically frozen because he's trying to find a cure for her disease. Yeah, so they're trying to make him a, a sympathetic villain. Yes. And they they have an episode where she wakes up. Um, now, I'll, if you want to get into all of this, you end up finding out that she's actually <laughs> not the original wife, that she was actually a, a woman who Sutherland made to look like his wife. And so he's had just this random woman in a tube for all these years. Nice. Yeah. But then you find out that his actual wife's been alive this entire time. And <laughs> yeah. And has been right. with, has been with Sutherland, but then she gets killed. You know, he, he finds her finally, but then she gets killed and he asks Swamp Thing to bring her back, like carries her body to Swamp Thing. Yeah. Says, bring her back, bring her back. And although he resists a little bit, he does agree to do it. But when he goes to do it, he says he can't because her soul has already left. Yeah. She ghosted him in the eternity. She was like, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Found out that he's a villain. (laughs) I do want to talk about, because we've talked about him and all the other, the other stuff, because he has been swamp thing for pretty much forever. Other than the 2019 version. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dick Durock as Swamp Thing? He was Swamp Thing in both movies. He was Swamp Thing in all seventy-two episodes of the show. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I some of me just kind of wonders 
you know, how much better could he have done given the writing and, you know, so I don't dislike him as an actor. I think he, I mean, honestly, there are moments where I kind of, um, I kind of actually am impressed with how much emotion he's getting through this amount of makeup and rubber face. Yeah, he's good with facial expressions. And and eyes. Like, he can really cast some emotion through his eyes. And so, uh, you know, in that aspect, I I think he did really well with what he was given. Uh, (laughs) It's just so poorly written. And it's... the, The acting is time period. I wouldn't say that, you know... By today's standards, it's really hard to judge because you also, you know, you go back and look at tons of movies from that era and you're like, holy cow, these are bad actors. But they were just doing what was considered, you know, good at the time. So, you know, I think him as Swamp Thing is fine. I don't know that he ever picked up an issue of the comic book. Like, he, I don't think his portrayal was informed by the source material at all. But again, I feel again, like that's that, kind of a time that's thing. the writing. So I wanted to also bring him up because you and I, when we recorded Logan, we talked about Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman getting the credit for playing, like who really gets the credit for playing the character the most for the longest. How does Dick DeRock stand up? Because you're talking about uh, two movies Mm -hmm. and 72 72 episodes, episodes, 30 minute episodes. I would really like to see is... Because we talked about, I, I don't think we, I've ever looked it up, but is it based off of hours on screen? Because Dick Durock's got to come up there. Yeah, I was about to say, if we're going purely on screen time, he's got a good argument. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even that even's got to stand up just in, you know, years that you were cast as the character, because that's 12 years of that. Mm-hmm. So. That he that's yeah so I don't know that's pretty interesting. Well, did he did he do any of the voice work for the the animated stuff? No, was he ever? In, I didn't think no, he wasn't. Up, but he wasn't the, no. the act. He wasn't the voice actor for the uh, the show. That was clear because that voice actor <laughs> sounded like a superhero. Like it didn't sound like Swamp Thing. You know, it's like yeah. it's like don't worry, Billy, I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did not sound like a. Oh my gosh! But uh, but Dick Rock also didn't do the voice in either one of the movies. In the first movie, oh. it was still Ray Wise's voice. You know, Ray uh, Wise played Alec Holland. It, it was right. still his voice. In the second movie, he was dubbed by another another actor. Sure. Um, but was in, it one? Was in, it one of the Darth Vader things where he didn't know he was going to be dubbed or? Uh, yeah, it actually was. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. That's got to suck. Actually, he nor the director knew that he was going to oh, be Oh, wow. Dubbed. Yeah. Oof. But in this one, everything I've I've looked at, it points to it is his voice. It's just a, like, electronically Modulated. altered. Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah. is Dick Durock's voice. But he was, uh, we talked about this in the Swamp Thing episode, he was committed to the character. And now that he's doing it as a television show... He would spend 12 hours a day, six days a week in that costume, in that suit. And apparently the suit weighed 80 pounds. Yeah. And cannot have been breathable. Like, yeah. It also definitely (laughs) limited his movement. Like, he couldn't turn his head. When he turns, his shoulders have to be involved. Yeah. To to look in another direction. Yeah. Because he's got no neck. Yeah. It's just. Well, he had those twigs that, yeah, connected his shoulders to his head. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh boy, 
did did you happen to catch some episodes with Arcane? Did you see Arcane? I don't remember to be honest with you. Uh, I was catching mostly stuff that's on YouTube, just <laughs> fishing around. A completely different portrayal of Arcane from the movies. Uh, well, yeah, I would think so. This Arcane, he's not he's not Man Bear Pig. No, <laughs> but he's also not the. Even though they tried to give him kind of that suave persona that Louis Jourdain had in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They made him, he's just the, the crackpot scientist. You know, they did get a guy with a British accent, but, <laughs> but That's all bad guys are bad. Oh my goodness. British. And then his hair. Oh, just this mane of hair. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah, he yeah, had, yeah. but yeah, but he, <laughs> the actor, Mark Lindsay Chapman, he got top bill. Every single episode, when you the opening credits, it's starring Mark Lindsay Chapman. Really? Even on episodes he That's... wasn't in, starring yeah. Mark Lindsay Chapman. That's fascinating. And, and Dick Durock always got the and Dick Durock as Swamp Thing. Like he was always at the end of the. Credits. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> but I do want to talk about. So let's. I do want to talk about Jim, the little boy that was in the first twelve episodes. So. Jim is in the first 12 at Jim Kip with, with his mom, Teresa, who stayed on for the rest of the series. But Jim Kip, he was written off after the first 12 episodes. Now, how do they write him off? They have Arcane sell him to a South American child dealing ring. <laughs> like, I'm just oh trying, the nicest way I could put it there. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Sells him to kidnappers. In South America. And yet mom stays on the rest of the show. Yeah. So what they do is they have, um, they have it happen. Then they show his mom distraught over the matter. Then they have his stepbrother who there's been no mention of. They have his stepbrother show up, uh, who is, um, will who then would be, kind of his, that character going forward, older stepbrother, you have him show up and he says, I'm going to find out what happened to, to Jim. Then Arcane and the sheriff stage his death, like make it look like he got hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Then we find out at the end of the episode, we see this crate on the back of a truck that based off of the events that happened in the episode, we know he's inside the crate. And it just drives away. We do not get any mention of Jim until season three when it is mentioned that he was found. And then Teresa goes off to get him, but never brings him back. She just just goes off to get him. Holy cow. Then, Then there's another episode where you find out that she sent him to live with his father who she's divorced from because she thought he'd be he'd be safer there. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot going on there. I also I mean they couldn't have chosen like a better place for Swamp Thing to not be able to go to cuz after we just talked about all the Swamp Thing's powers. What's what comes to mind when you think of South America? jungles yeah like (laughs) you know so a being that can control all plant life 
he should probably be able to pa- to track down Jim pretty quick and take care of this problem. But they also, they also, like I mentioned about with the swamp earlier, they establish in this show, now of course it's later into yeah. the show, that he's connected to that swamp. Like he to can't... To just yeah, yeah. the bayou. That yeah. like if he's if he's too far away from that swamp, right. he starts to lose that. his powers and become weak and Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Yeah. So many problems. Now did you remember that they had their own version of Abby, of Abby Arcane? Vaguely, yeah. So they did, but she wasn't Abby Arcane. They just brought in this character. They've now introduced Will, you know, this mm-hmm. older teenage stepson of Teresa. Right. And they they have to keep saying stepson. Because she's literally like six years older, and I say literally, I don't know. She's like maybe six, seven years older than him. Um, <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so they bring in a a synthetically created girl, and this is the first time we we see the Jaws boat explode because <laughs> um, she has escaped from that ship, oh. and her name is Abigail, played by '90s actress. Carrie Wurr. Remember really? Carrie Wurr? Yeah. From Sliders? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Played by Carrie Wurr. So, you know, bring in the, you got the the teenage boy, now bring in the, you know, older teenage girl. Yeah. And her name was Abigail. The, the, the 28-year-old teenage girl? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Saved by the Bell versions of teenagers. Nano 90210. Yeah. Yeah. But her name was Abigail, and you can't help but go, okay, they're ha- they're making the connection that, but there, yeah. there's never any actual connection to her being uh, arcane, and then, uh, she disappears in season two. There's there's no more Abigail when season two starts, mm-hmm. until episode three, and this is where I'm talking about things kind of get out of order. Episode three, she's back, and then this is—it's an episode called Mist Demeanor. Uh, nice, because it's about this killer fog, this killer mist. Which at the end of the episode, she is saving a little boy, but she's not able to escape the mist, and so the mist kills her. So they brought her back for one episode in season two to kill her. Yeah, but isn't she synthetic? Why would it? Never mind. Yeah. I don't want to. Don't don't yeah. apply logic to this show. <laughs> At all. Do not even think to apply logic. Because nothing nothing stays consistent. Swamp Thing, as the show goes along, you know, Swamp Thing doesn't kill. You know, he he finds other ways to stop the bad or fix the problem, but he doesn't kill. Except in the very except in the very first episode when he turns a dude (laughs) into a tree. Yeah. Straight up murders this guy, turns him into a tree. Well, I mean, he's still alive, you know. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> he does. He does, however, kill. He kills Medusa. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That was a mercy killing. Okay. Yeah, they did it. They did a, a a Greek mythology episode where you yeah. had Medusa and you had. I mean, it was the early '90s. You had to. Yeah, and you know? and and she was being hunted by Perseus, who did absolutely nothing in the episode. Perseus does. Nothing in that episode. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, because because like I said, Swamp Thing ends up killing Medusa. Uh, and again, it's I don't want to even explain the episode, but it was it was a mercy <laughs> killing. 
And as she, after he kills her and she falls down, then Perseus runs up and all he does is just look at Swamp Thing. And then they both just disappear. Medusa and Perseus just both disappear. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There you go. I, I don't know what else to say about this show because it's exactly what you said. The Swamp Thing, even though this is a Swamp Thing television show, Swamp Thing feels like a secondary character. Yeah. Which is why he didn't get top billing. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but, and and I don't know if it was because, so at the time on USA, they had the Radbury Theater. They had the Hitchhiker television series. And so this Swamp Thing started to feel like one of those anthology type shows with, you know, like the Twilight Zone, the Outer Limits, with Swamp Thing just being kind of the narrator or just being the thing that kind of was the catalyst uh, for the events. Yeah, I don't know that I've got a whole lot more to add to that. Like, it just, it's a very strange show. I don't understand how uh, it got made for 72 episodes, but I think that makes the 2019 show that much more tragic, in my opinion, uh, that that the early 90s episode got so much runtime and then uh, a bunch of stuff cut cut a good show short in my opinion yeah so but, just uh, to to wrap up with this show so the comic comic book connections i could actually find were of course alec holland becoming swamp thing right <laughs> fair enough arcane is the villain there you go. <laughs> yeah. the names abigail dr woodrow and sutherland are all used yeah. uh, of course yeah. we already talked about abigail woodrow is named all the time, but we never see him. Sutherland is eventually seen, and, and then he he dies. Uh, so, so yeah. That, so, that, but that's it. Do you that's it. did you feel like they were setting up uh, Woodrow? No, as as a future villain. Or, no? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. In fact, they all right. They it felt more like Woodrow was the was Arcane's competitor. And Arcane was oh. always trying to steal stuff from him. Or, so, yeah. All right. And again, a- a- I don't think I mentioned this. Abigail was created by Woodrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which makes it, yeah, that's fun. So, yeah, I-, I think that's enough of the, the 90s version. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, they they get into, you got an episode, I got to mention these. You got an episode in which Arcane is dying. And as he's dying, he ends up going on trial and they use like all the characters to play like his attorney and the, it's a weird episode. (laughs) They have an episode with the guy from Miami Vice that was a kind of interesting episode, but again, goes to that anthology type thing where he and his wife find out that they're actually ghosts who've been dead for 10 years and they have to figure out who their killer is. Okay. And again, Swamp Thing's not needed in this episode at all. <laughs> um, there's a uh, there's a rock musician who the episode opens up. And here's again where they're separating. This isn't for kids. The episode opens up with two teenagers committing suicide. Uh, this rocker finds out that it's because of his music. And he's now on a break on in a cabin near the swamp for some reason. And Swamp Thing makes him, like, hallucinate. I don't know what's going on, but he pretty much has to face that his music is having this effect on people. 
Oh my god. It's a horrible episode. I'm Dude. it's a horrible episode. <sighs> There's a corrupted lawyer who gets this one's not even a hallucination or anything. They trick him, and it's really it's Will that tricks him. It's not even Swamp Thing. Uh, they trick him into facing his former clients, who he sent to death row, and they were electrocuted or they lethal injection, whatever they were. But then you find out that it was all a setup in this giant warehouse, and they weren't the actual clients. They were like the client's brother or the client's son. That's now grown yeah. up or yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, like I said, then there were, there were tr- time traveling episodes, which one of those was when the order becomes lo- strange again, because there's an episode where Tressa goes and talks to Swamp Thing about something. And I'm sitting there going, when did Tressa find out about Swamp Thing? <laughs> and it's because oh, she does it. They don't meet until several episodes later. So yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. So again, I mean, to be fair, they're at least showcasing some of Swamp Thing's powers because he does have the ability to uh, create hallucinogens, yes. uh, you know, pheromones, all that kind of stuff. He can kind of mess with people's mental state and, and make them see things, stuff like that. Um, yeah, again, the, the time travel thing, maybe not so much. Yeah, they do uh, some time traveling. Yeah. But yeah all right, let's, let's, let's move. You know what? You know what? We we talked about this, and I say we just do it. We can do it real quick. 1990s Swamp Thing. I know you have seen very little of it. Would you bag it, stack it, or trade it? It's trade it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> look, I sat and watched all 72 episodes. Would I ever watch them again? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I would. Um, but I'm that type of nerd. <laughs> again, I own, I own the DVD set. I have the series on DVD. <laughs> So, but I would still say trade it. I would still say trade it. Don't, don't watch this. Don't watch this. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes and VCRs and video rental stores? Is the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? If you want to go back to school, back to the future, or even back to the beach, then the 80s flick flashback podcast is for you. I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. All right, let's move on to the night. The I was about to just say nineteen again, uh, but now we're in the two thousands, two thousand nineteen. The DC Universe series, I guess that's what you should officially call it, even though DC yep. Universe doesn't exist anymore. But the DC Universe series, it aired from May thirty first to August second. Only had ten episodes. Sadly, it did get sold to CW, and I think that's where the problem lies to be a hundred percent. And this is all pure conjecture. Like I've got, I don't have any industry contacts or anything that no. told me anything. And, uh, but it seems like it was a very unfortunately timed show in several ways. You have DC that was, you know, they had their own platform, which was a terrible idea. Let's all be honest. 
Uh, but you did have a couple of good shows already on there. Titans, yeah, Titans and Doom Patrol. And, and Doom Patrol had already started. And and Doom Patrol in particular already had like a, a pretty you know interesting audience, people that were coming to watch it. So this show gets made at the same time that DC and uh, as Time Warner are getting sold to AT&T. So AT&T did not want to continue DC's own you know platform a streaming platform. So that was already kind of handwriting on the wall. And then two, you have, you know, the beginning of COVID that yeah. shut everything down when they would have come back to film season two. So it, it I don't know, it, it's really unfortunate in that sense. And, and because it went to CW, I think that was the, really the final nail in the coffin. I just don't But it had already been canceled by that point. Right. But yeah. they picked it up. CW picked it up. Well, and it, so there was the, a theory they were going to move forward with it. Yes, because when because that didn't happen until until like summer of 2020, like almost an entire year later. Right. So so there was some talk that they were going to try to to yeah. You had the hashtag it. hashtag save swamp thing that was going around when and it, when that happened. If you remember though, it's at the same time that the Constantine show was gonna gonna be made. So I think this again, this is totally just Chad's conjecture, but. I think you take those two shows and you compare them to the rest of the CW Berlanti universe and you go, these don't fit, you know? Well, and And that was part of the talk while it was on DC universe because you, now you had Titans that was a little darker, Mm -hmm. but then, so it and Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol, very comic bookish still, even though Titans had a little bit of a darker edge to it, still very comic bookish. And then I mean, Alan Tudyk makes references to them being in a yeah. comic book, but yeah. <laughs> and then, whereas Titans did have an an overarching storyline, Doom Patrol was the you know villain of the week. And so then you get Swamp Thing coming in with what is clearly just one story getting told right. over an entire season. You don't have the the weekly villain. You're not getting. You don't have a a one story arc but then they got to do these little side things. It is one story getting told yeah. over 10 episodes. And, and what's and I heard that that's that something that AT&T, Time Warner, whoever, they weren't a fan of. Interested they were they were not yeah. a fan of. Yeah. I was, but they were not. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It's really disappointing because they really I was trying to think of another show that really took the time to like you're saying only tell one story over a 10 episode span and they really they really basically just got through his origin story. Yeah. You know, I know we're all sick of origin stories. And every time somebody mentions, um, you know, a new Spider-Man movie, we all laugh. Or we're going to have to watch Uncle Ben die again. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, same thing with Batman. No, but, that's the bane of my existence. <laughs> and uh, this, this character deserved that, though. Because yeah. he had not been treated outside of comic books, which... Uh, unless you're really deeply into comic books, you know, you really weren't, you probably, odds are you weren't a, a Swamp Thing fan to begin with. And he was just so mistreated in the in the other uh, movies and, and shows that had been made. So it, even, even in DC animated properties, I felt like Swamp Thing was never really well treated in comparison to his stature in the books. And so... 
I felt like the first time that somebody was taking the potential of that character and shining some light on it, which if you've seen the show is an ironic statement, it is very dark. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I don't know. It's the whole thing's just kind of tragic to me. It finally was making not a joke out of Swamp Thing. And definitely not a joke. Yeah, no kidding. And then it just got shut down. So I don't know. Yeah. So I, you know, and I own this series on Mm Blu-ray. There's not a single special feature on this box set, which you kind of guess, guess, well, I guess not. I mean, yeah. Who really wants to talk about it when after episode one, they got canceled? Well, and I'm trying to remember which character it was. I think it's Maria, the actress that played, like, she really... She posted an yeah, Instagram her, post that she eventually had to getting delete. getting deleted, but her, yeah. yeah, she was pretty harsh about, yeah. you know, she felt like everybody poured their heart and soul out and it was a good product and was very disappointed in, in Warner Brothers and what they did. Well, and so. James Wan, who was, you know, behind the show... Mm-hmm. Uh, James Wan even talked about that it completely caught all of them off guard because when they, now they originally, so the original plan, James Wan's original pitch to Warner Brothers and the original plan was for three, a three season arc Mm -hmm. that would culminate kind of like the Netflix show did, uh, the Marvel shows did. It would culminate to Justice League Dark. Nice. Which right, makes sense when you're watching the Constantine show we you know I mentioned a minute ago yeah, was already. But even pitched. in this even in these ten episodes, we're introduced not only to Swamp Thing, we're introduced to Blue Devil. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to the Phantom Stranger. Man, you're stealing on my thunder. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, we're already headed towards, you know, this this group. So it sounds then, like I was kind of being derogatory about the Berlanti verse a minute ago. And a full disclosure, it's not my cup of tea. I, you know, I, I've watched, you know, the first several seasons of The Flash and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's okay. I, the thing that I will give it credit for is that you could put Blue Devil and Phantom uh, Stranger into a show that is a fairly serious show. Uh, and and it wasn't silly, and yeah. I think that that's one thing that Berlanti has done really, really well is make comic book like very comic book things uh, accessible. Like you don't have to go Christopher Nolan and and never call her Catwoman uh, to make it seem and feel kind of realistic. Like uh, Berlanti has done a great job of getting rid of that. So by the time you get this show, you do you know. Uh, he, he's the Phantom Stranger. I don't think gets called the Phantom Stranger. He refers he, he no. refers to himself as a stranger. Uh, mm. How does he word it? He's like, I'm just a stranger. Yeah, a, perhaps a phantom of your imagination. Like it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's something it's, like that. It's pretty cool. But uh, and it and and his the way he's dressed is like just ever so loose interpretation, right? Of the way the Phantom Stranger is dressed in the comics. Yeah. Uh, you know, he puts the hat on and I'm going, eh, it's kind of the same hat. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, they already knew that it was going to be reduced. They were originally told 13 episodes. They knew it was going to be reduced, reduced to 10. Mm. But James Wan said that when they finished filming their 10 episodes, they walked away leaving everything there. Like they right. were going to be coming back. Right. And it was, I'm trying, I, I should have written this down in notes but wasn't it it was like three days or six days it was inside of a week it was six days it was six days because it was announced the day before the second the second episode aired i knew it was in that week 
Yeah, really disappointing. And not to mention, I mean, is you would think just from a business practice, that's a bad idea. Don't you think that viewership is going to drop after you just after you've canceled the show? Like if you were not a Swamp Thing fan and already going to be watching this because you're into Swamp Thing, uh you may have tuned into the first episode you went, "Okay, this is kind of cool. It's got some promise." Uh, you know, main character that got first murdered. episode <laughs> if, if that first episode is one of the best first episodes yeah. yeah in television period yeah it's it's really good that the pilot is very very good because uh, and it's not it's not just because it, it's not just because of the story they tell it's the story they set up right i mean and the it does something that you're talking about origins it does something that very few shows can do they establish, for instance, Abby and Alex's relationship after only knowing each other for a day. Mm-hmm. They establish their relationship so that we accept the connection yep. that she has with Swamp Thing for the whole rest of the series. Yeah. Oh, I agree and with they, that. They do that so well. They all the connections well, and, and with Abby all the with characters. Liz. Yeah. 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 All that. It, the Matt sheriff. Cable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all of it. Yeah, it, all of it. They did a great job and leave you wanting more. Like at the end, I mean, yes. it, that is a barn burner of an end. And well, uh, yeah, well, even the in the middle when you had, I I thought it reminded me very much of the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. when the the dead body in the morgue all of a sudden starts sprouting. Dude, yeah, yeah, and then they spent just, some money on that. Like, yeah, that's a pretty cool effect. But the way, but, even the way it's shot, and the way Abby and Alec having to escape from the morgue mm-hmm. and get away from that thing—that is an intense scene. Yeah. For for a television show. Yeah. Well, they, they were billing it as a horror show, so the, I I did see that that was some of the pushback. Is apparently Time yeah. Warner really wanted it to to super show. Yeah, and and the production team wanted to make a horror version, so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a shame that it didn't get further produced, but it is a great show. Uh, it, I think it's worth going back and watching. Um, you know, it ends. They clearly were setting up. Uh, oh yeah. You know, you know, a, a, a new series. But that being said, like you can watch this show and at least understand who the character is and get a good idea. And they don't go, you know, dead on by the books. No. Uh, yeah, there, there definitely are some changes. Uh, from the from the fairly minute stuff, like they made, they really leaned into like Southern Gothic hard in in the show, and so uh, you know, like Abby in the books, she has this white hair with like one black stripe in it, and she's very she everything's black with her. She's got black hair and wears black all the time, and you know all that stuff, and um, yeah. So you get some aesthetics, and you kind of go, yeah, that's just you know, artistic license, you can change aesthetic stuff. But then there's, you know, there's some, um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say that they change the character of Swamp Thing much because you don't get to know him well enough in that sense. Like it's almost a real time. Yeah. Like you see the first 10 days of his existence and he's a baby and, and he's just yeah. finding out all the stuff that he's capable of. So well, that, that episode where he, a Swamp Thing is born Mm-hmm. And then he's wrestling with what he is and starts ripping him. Like when he yeah, pulls he's tearing the part of his, his head off, tearing part of his head off. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's, oh, 
Yeah. If, and um, I like how they keep returning to that. Like he's he doesn't understand what's going on by episode nine when he's being autopsied alive. And so yes. you know, you so you get that whole thing, and it it was just good writing. Like the uh, the idea that the the plant entity took so much of Alan's memories that it even made organs that don't really work. And you yeah. get to kind of view this all through Woodrow's eyes as he dismantles him, and and it's just which super... is from the Alan Moore run. Just, yeah, you know that that is from yeah. the Alan Moore run. It's super creepy to watch, uh, but at the same time, like it's just very driving to see, uh, you know this this creature struggle with what it is and and what does that mean as far as like what what are his ethics and all this kind of stuff and he straight up murders some people pretty early in the straight one. up like, murders <laughs> straight up murders tears he rips that the guy's limb limbs, limbs off yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah, pretty brutal uh so yeah don't watch this with your kids maybe but <laughs> oh no but they said they they make that very clear even in the opening oh, of yeah. the first episode yeah. when it's not swamp thing it's just the swamp uh killing <laughs> three uh illegal fishermen yeah um yeah and tur- and again, turning one of them into a tree, in yeah. essence. Yep. Uh, but I, so, I mean, they yeah. they changed the Alan character a little bit. So um, oh, they definitely did. Yeah, or yeah. Alec. Yes, gosh, I keep saying that. Yeah, you said Alan, Alan, Alan Moore. Yeah, Alan it's Moore. Because of my whole Alan then, Moore yeah. gaff earlier, so I keep saying yeah. Alan now. But uh, yeah, Alec is. Um, you know, I kind of like what they did with him, though. To be fair, I, if you're going to change a character, well, it, it should at you, least be better. Yeah. It should drive it, and the it story also better. works for the fact that you've got to get to him being swamp thing so much quicker. Yeah, and you can't build this. You know, you can't have him all already being married to Linda. Right. Like, like he's all. You know, he's been in the comics. You can't already establish that because then you can't set up his relationship with Abby. Right. Um. You can't have him <laughs> at least be not involved. Him be a hero. Let's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but and you, you can't have him be involved in this you know, kind of government funded or privately even funded, even though they kind of do that because they say he's working for Sutherland. Right. Although you you then immediately find out that Sutherland had fired him. Right. But yet he was still doing the job. But having that whole connection where someone's trying to steal his idea. Well, the thing that was the thing that was interesting to me is they make him morally questionable from the beginning. Yeah. Like the whole thing about that Abby confronts him that he had been fired from his previous research for lying about it to get better funding and everything. So he, so even as a human, he's already wrestling with, with moral uh, ambiguity and ethical questions. And so now his, whatever you want to call it, spirit memories, how, you know, that's a whole other thing to wrestle with are now in this other being that now has to also wrestle with the, you know, exponentially larger set of questions there. So it's it's just a if you're going to make a change, like at least make it a fascinating change, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and it was and good. they did it, and so yeah, it was good. Yeah, and and I also like that Andy Bean, the actor who's playing who played Alec Holland, I like that he's not the macho, you know, suave, your typical. Mm-hmm. He's he's the good looking hero. I, I like that he's just regular dude. He's, he just looks like a regular dude. Which that's also some. Not of saying the, he's uh, not good looking. But yeah, regular. Yeah, dude. I, I wouldn't say he's a two or something, but yeah, he's a. Yeah. <laughs> but 
that was actually some of the pushback that some of the you know uh, Instagram you know yeah. followers and stuff were saying that when it went to CW, yeah, of course they're not going to pick it up. It doesn't have you know the ripped abs hero to carry the show. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not. Who knows? But it's sad yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, let, let, I, I want to throw this out. We were talking about all the reasons why it was canceled, all the reasons why it wasn't picked up. The official statement was just creative differences. That's it. Yeah. That's the official statement. <laughs> Which is so, basically, uh, we're not going to tell you. Yeah. So Yeah, so so no one knows for sure right. why the show was canceled. I mean, there's the rumors about you know the merger. There were rumors about money. Uh, yeah, there were the rumors, you know... It, I do think it was creative differences. It was James Wan had his yeah. his idea, Warner Brothers, uh, AT and T, whoever had their ideas, and James Wan wasn't willing to bend, and so they just went, okay, well then no more show. Well, you know, really, good good for him uh, that he I agree he stayed to his artistic vision, but it's just sad that somebody didn't uh, continue it. So let's go through characters really quick. I already mentioned Andy Bean. Playing Alec Holland, we talked about him. Great, Crystal Reed, who was playing Abby Arcane. What do you think about the fact this show is really centered around her? So I thought it was super clever. Uh, it sets up if you know the comic run, it sets up some really cool stuff in the future. So I'd love to sit down with James and ask what his long term <laughs> plans plan? were, yeah. because uh, if you know her comic run, she becomes the. So you have the green which is the force of all, you know, plant life uh, in our universe apparently, which Swamp Thing is the avatar on earth of that what do they call it? The Parliament of Trees and you know all yes. that kind of stuff. So he he's the representative in body of uh, of all living plant life. And she eventually becomes the representative of the rot, which is the polar opposite it's decay and death and all this kind of which stuff. is what this show the the virus quote unquote that yeah. was yeah. affecting people was the rot yeah so it it was you know they they had already introduced the idea of the rot and you have her as really the main character it, it really was setting up some very interesting stuff in the long run uh which obviously is why you know i would like to sit down and pick James's brain about where he was going with it, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I I think it was done really well in that sense, and I think she did a great job. Like like you were saying yeah. earlier, it was believable that she has uh, an investment in this dude she sees get gets murdered uh, basically at the end of episode one. But you also believe in her her other relationships, the the whole her and Liz, you know, um, Matt uh, Cable. Gosh, what's the the mom of the girl that she's being accused of, of killing you, you it's kind of, that never got a lot the, of finality, but yeah, the Southern, Southern, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember her first name right now, but it's, it's, uh, right. Sunderland's wife. Yeah. I can't remember her name either, yeah. but, uh, but anyways, like the confrontation between them telling her to get out of town and, you know, uh, it, it was really well acted. I thought it was well written. Um, it sets the next thing up well without just being A to B to C, you know, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. It's not, it doesn't seem to me to be uh, methodical or equation based. You know, it's just, it was pretty organic, no pun intended. <laughs> so, but speaking of, let's, let's move to Swamp Thing. So <laughs> for the first time ever, Swamp Thing is not played by Dick Duroc. Uh, yeah. He's played by uh, Derek Mears. 
um, who was also the uh, the guy who took over the role of Jason in the 2009 oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Friday the 13th. Another famous kind of stuntman. I don't know. Again, this is why I kind of wish there were some special features. How much of that suit was a suit and how much of it was CGI? Not much. You can find some special features online of him getting put in the suit. Yeah. So there, there's some stuff on YouTube and everything of him getting suited up and, and the process that that was. That's a great suit. That, that yes. did a fantastic job of that. It's more practical effect than it is CGI. I think they were just kind of cleaning stuff up with the CGI. So Well, and also he's it's constantly moving. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they're yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, of course, the, that part. Yeah, the CGI. I, I got to throw in. Uh, you you've mentioned Liz a couple of times. Um, so of course she's Madame Tremaine from the comics. First time ever live action mm-hmm. of a uh of Madame Tremaine. I, I I just like that. I, I like that they're they're bringing in these characters. You know, again, Swamp Thing's not a big comic, even though he should be. And there's yeah. all of these great characters. And so they bring in Madame Tremaine. They bring in Daniel Cassidy, who then becomes the blue. It's his origin, right. too, right. in this show. The he devil. becomes yeah. the blue devil yep. in this uh, in this series. They bring in the Phantom Stranger, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, with no explanation. <laughs> they give him yeah. no explanation. Uh, well, again, yeah. like it's just stuff that they never allowed to be built because you also there was already talk that there was a Constantine show coming. Uh, there was already talk that that there would be crossovers that we would probably see Swamp Thing in Constantine. Which, if you know the books at all, they have a very interesting relationship. They're yeah, they're they're two of my favorite characters to see interact on a page, bar none. And Constantine uh, so, debuted in the Swamp Thing comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but their whole relationship is super interesting. But anyways, and so you you already had those things were going to happen. So you think they, there was so much more to explore, and uh, uh, it's just frustrating <laughs> that they didn't get to do. Yeah, because they, even they end with introducing a character. That's what I'm saying. Well, it, two characters really. Yeah. Because you've got Matt Cable for people who don't know the comics. So in the original Swamp Thing, the original Lynn Wine. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing number one. Matt Cable is a Department of Defense agent who is hired to work with the Hollands on this this experiment. Then when the Hollands are killed and he becomes Swamp Thing, Matt Cable thinks that Swamp Thing killed the Hollands, and so he's constantly tracking them down. Fast forward to Alan Moore's run. Matt Cable and Abby are a married couple. They are friends with Swamp Thing. But then eventually, Matt is killed and becomes uh, the Raven. Mm-hmm. He he's a spirit. And what do they do at the end of this series? They turn him into the Raven. Yep. And they don't say it, but he's a ghost yeah, at the end yeah. of the series. And then, of yeah, course, they, you're also referring to uh, Doctor Woodrow becoming Floronic the Man. Floronic Man. Which yeah. I I was just hoping they wouldn't use the Floronic Man. The, the actual title. Yeah. <laughs> it is a weird name. It is name. one of the worst names in all yeah. comic books. But he's also called, what is it? He's called Floro for short. But the, what's the big run later? Oh, Cedar. Yeah. Cedar, not Cedar yeah. Wood. But uh, no. which that would have kind of been my vote for where to where to go with it for. But the, I mean, and that's a great, 
Oh, man, and that, that's such a good run because the cedar is the exact, he's he's the opposite. Like he's the human that got taken by the green because they're both agents of the green. That's what makes it very interesting. And so you have one that still is kind of connected to his humanity. Uh, and then you have uh, the Floronic Man who literally says, why would anyone want to go back to being human? And doesn't, un- <laughs> and so yeah. in the comics, in the comic books, he literally is going to wipe out all human life. And Swamp Thing, uh, again, this is one of the great things about Swamp Thing. He doesn't always just win out of strength or you know the power that he has. He convinces Floronic Man that that's a terrible idea because you don't have anything to consume the oxygen that the that plant life makes. That it takes all yeah. beings on you know to make the life cycle. The circle and of life. Yeah. So it's uh. Anyways, so there was some very, very, very interesting stuff getting set up in the very final moments of the last episode. Yeah. So that we'll never get to see. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sad. So sad. <laughs> Although I will say, can you recall, are any of these actors doing other things right now? Like, could we maybe, <laughs> could HBO uh, Max bring it be back? Awesome. Because uh, that, Which is the, the thing. This series, I couldn't find it anywhere right like i think you could pay for it on apple tv you could pay exactly, to yeah. to see it yep. but again luckily i own the the series on blu-ray but it's not on cw even though cw had the airing the rights to show it uh it's not on cw anymore it's not on hbo max nope. even though most dc stuff is on hbo max right. it's not I mean, Titans is on HBO Max. Doom Patrol is on HBO Max. Stargirl is on HBO. All the other shows that came from DC Universe. All the old properties are. All the catalog yeah. of stuff that was on DC Universe. All the old yeah. animated shows. Everything. But I mean, I understand strangely why not Swamp Thing. Yeah, I understand why the movies, because the movies are technically MGM movies. Right. So I I get that. There's probably still some legality rights there. Uh, the television show was USA, so that means they're owned by Universal. So if they're going to appear on anything, it's going to be Peacock. So I get all of that, but this show is a Warner Brothers DC show. Right. Why is it not on HBO Max? Uh, maybe they're going to try to make... I mean, if you were going to relaunch it, that would make sense. You hold on to it and, and then you throw that season out to let people whet their appetite. And then you you show season two, so... That'd be cool, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> and I mean, you got Const- you got Matt Ryan as Constantine, chilling on CW on Legends of Tomorrow, and yeah, you know they're already they already have so many people confused with the movies versus the television shows. Oh my gosh, yeah, no kidding. If if you then have two sets of characters on two different TV shows, it just gets even even weirder. Well, let, let's let's throw a, at the big circle of Swamp Thing. So it all started in 1982 with the Swamp Thing movie starring Adrian Barbeau. It ends with 2019's television show, which has an appearance by Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did one playing Abby's boss. Yep, and she's 70, I think, at the time that they filmed this. And if awesome, you look man. at her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's she was 70 years old when they filmed it. And if you look at her IMDb, she is impressively working. Like mm-hmm. she was doing video game voice work. She was in uh, I can't remember the shows, but she had been in several was, various projects. I mean, I know this isn't really 
recent, but I remember when she was on the Drew Carey show. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, still still at it uh, into her 70s, so good for her. Uh, and a much uh, better character this time around. So, <laughs> But anyways. Oh, another fun factoid. Did you notice that all of the titles of the 10 episodes, with the exception of Pilot, which obviously is just the pilot, and <laughs> episode 3 are all uh, names of Bruce Springsteen songs. I remember hearing that. I would never have known that. I'm not a huge huge enough fan of the boss. Um, so I would have never known that, but uh, I had heard that before. Yeah. He has a song called The Anatomy Lesson. Apparently. Uh, maybe okay. I got the episodes wrong. Maybe it wasn't three, but... That was number nine. No, episode three is He Speaks. That feels like it's the title of a song. Yeah, you might be right. Might have been nine. But I don't remember. Drive All Night. I think that would be the only one I would go, oh yeah, I know that. Episode nine might be my favorite episode. Oh yeah. I mean, again, that's the one with the 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 autopsy. autopsy. Next to the pilot. I I still, I stand by. great pilot. Great pilot. Amazing pilot. Let's talk about, actually, now that I'm looking at the the Blu-ray, I want to talk about this real quick. Do you think that their main poster for the show is a spoiler? <laughs> do, you, do you think people have fi- pick up yeah. on that, that it's a spoiler? Is that, that's, what episode is that? Where he, that might I be episode remember. nine as well. It may be. No, I think it is. I think that's because the, he, yeah, that's, that's when he finds out. Yeah, that's nine. when he finds yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he goes back to the swamp and he finds Alec Holland's remains. Remains. And he carries them out of the swamp. Boy, and they um, really are remains. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. He's been Woo. eaten by whatever's down there, and yeah, um, yeah. You gotta think, hadn't it only been a few days? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was kind of my response. I was like, man, I, I mean, I guess it's a swamp. There's a lot of critters in there, you know, crabs and shrimp and everything else that just go to work. But, ooh, he was in rough shape. That's the other part about why I was saying episode nine, like, is one of my favorites. That's a, that is a heartbreaking scene when he oh, yeah. just tells abby like he's he's dead alec is dead yeah i got i've now got so many scenes running through my head uh because even after uh cassidy turns into blue devil him just ripping those guys apart uh yeah this is a violent show very violent show do do not watch this is not for kids do not watch the show with a kid um if if you've you've even seen Titans and going, oh, that's too much for my kid. Swamp things like that times seven. Like, yeah. I, I think we had to make, yeah, I think we had to make a very similar uh, one for Doom Patrol not that long ago. But Doom Patrol is like language and uh, you know, like dirty Suggestive, jokes. Yeah. yeah, the you know them being farted out of a donkey butt and you know just stupid stuff. Yeah. But nope, uh, Swamp Thing is just. Pure on violence, like violence, <laughs> violent, and I, you know, I'm not even going to say it's violence for the sake of violence. Like it's violence mm-hmm. for the story of the they're telling. Yeah, it because again, they are trying to tell a horror story, right? Which I do want to ask: Does the horror work, or did they did they back off of it too much? Did they hmm. did they rely too much on jump scares? Did they rely too much on the gore to be the horror? Like, what well, are your thoughts I, on the actual horror element? 
and their success of making a horror television show. I've I've never been a fan of jump scares, so not that I get easily scared or anything. It's just a cheap gimmick yeah. to me, you know. So, eh, but the I I kind of some of the gore stuff is is really good. The rot when that little girl is coughing this like motor oil mucus into her hand, you're like, "Ooh, there's you know, just as a human, you're like, that is not good. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And then and then when her dad seemingly comes back to life on the table in the mortuary, you're like, uh, it, that is a very well done and complex scene. Just the way that his head kind of stays on and gives you just mm. enough question, uh, especially if you're a casual viewer and you don't know that Alec Holland is Swamp Thing and we're going that way. You kind of had to wonder, like, uh, did, is, is that how Swamp Thing comes to life? Like, what's going yeah. on? So, uh, that you know, I, I thought it was pretty well done in that sense. Um, yeah. e- even the, maybe they oversold, you know, Alex's body being deteriorated too much, like we were just talking about. But, I mean, that is an emotional scene for several reasons, but not the least of which is just how how dead he is. Like, there's no, there's no yeah. question about it. Like, yeah. But again, going back to the '90s one, it'd be Swamp Thing going, "Yeah, I can't bring him back. His soul has left. Uh, <laughs> he he is out of here. <laughs> yeah, There's no more, no more Alec Holland. Uh, all right, uh, you know what? We did it for the '90s one, and but I think we know where we're both going with this one. So, bag it, stack it, or trade it. I'm gonna bag it. I really oh, definitely. enjoyed this. Definitely, show. yeah, definitely, definitely. HBO Max, bring this show back. Yeah. Bring this I mean, show it, back. It's super hard to compare to anything else just because they only got 10 shows. So yeah. you go, you, I mean, you, you kind of go, maybe that's unfair because you could have a great start and then turn into a garbage show. I mean, it's happened before. Uh, lost. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but again, the plan so, was only three seasons. And I think <laughs> James Wan was going to stick to the three seasons. Yeah. But man, just like... It's in my mind, it's as good or better of a first ten episodes of anything else that we've been on here raving about before. So, all right, so that's it for Swamp Thing as a TV show. Maybe one day, fingers crossed, we get to come back and talk about more Swamp Thing as a TV show. Mm. Um, and maybe you know, maybe we'll get lucky and with DC going different routes in the movies, maybe they'll finally bring Swamp Thing back to theaters and we'll get a a, yeah. a, a Swamp Thing movie. Look, DC, Marvel made a man thing movie. Uh you can make a <laughs> you can make another Swamp Thing movie. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. All right, I, thanks, I Chad. Got, go I think you have people that would that would go out for that now. I mean maybe oh, I, yeah. know, 10, 20 years ago, no, but you know, with the success of, of Sandman and and a lot of other the dark DC properties, like bring it back. Bring bring Swamp Thing back. Let's bring Constantine back. Let's take another yeah. run at some of that stuff. Or heck, you know, since since there is more, I think, notoriety with Constantine, with not only Matt Ryan continuing to play the character on television, but Keanu Reeves even talking about wanting to do another yeah. Constantine movie, which I'm, eh, I'm mixed I don't know. about he, that. He's kind of, he's aged well. I could see yeah. him playing a, a crusty old Constantine, but, but maybe. Inter- you know what? Constantine was introduced in a Swamp Thing comic. Introduce Swamp Thing in a Constantine movie. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Let's do that. But thanks, Chad. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, going down this journey 
of uh, the Swamp Thing television series. Uh, we're going to be finishing up with our march through Swamp Thing, with our March Madness, and uh, we'll get back uh, to all of our other movies, television shows, and discussions that we have uh, in April and beyond. Um, so join us for those. If you like the show, you know what to do. Rate and review us. Give us that five-star rating. Uh, help other people find this show. You know, again, we go back into the 90s, uh, and we talked about Heather Locklear with the sequel. Remember that commercial? You know, you tell two people, and they tell two people, and so on, and so on, and so on. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. For Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Thank you.